You're listening to Back Into the Fire. Old school wrestling fans shooting on the greatest wrestling organization in the world, the National Wrestling Alliance. On this episode, we continue our autopsy of the NWA, we speculate on Thunder Rosa's future, and we talk about video games. Stay with us. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Back into the Fire podcast. My name is Joe Till. I'm joined here with my co-host, Mr. Andy Hayworth. And this is our, I guess, one-year anniversary yeah. episode, episode 29. Made it a year. I feel like we've made it longer than the NWA has made it. You're absolutely right, because we started this thing about, uh, what was it, November of last year, and there had been several episodes of NWA Power, and uh, and now we mm-hmm. haven't seen NWA Power for what I don't know about eight months or so. It seems like gosh, those were like the glory days back in 2019 when oh I know the world still had a little bit of sanity left in it. Yeah, we didn't realize how how great we had it back then. Now we're just trying to put band aids on life in general. It seems like yeah, we haven't spoken in a. In a few weeks, I guess, kind of a lot has happened, but not really anything has happened. Um, at least nothing in a positive direction. You're right. For the organization that we <laughs> actually do this podcast for. I'm wondering how much longer we can actually speak about the NWA as something that's even relevant in more than name, which it seems like that's about all it is at this point. The NWA right now is sort of just an idea it's not really anything concrete anymore. Probably the big thing that's happened since the last time we, we got together was that Thunder Rosa is no longer the, the NWA women's champion anymore. She, she dropped the belt. That was surprising. And I think most people were like, okay, this is her going away match. Um, she's definitely headed to either AEW or WWE. I think most people thought it was going to be WWE. But now she's about to wrestle again. As a matter of fact, we're recording this tomorrow night. She'll be wrestling Deeb again for the for the the uh, NWA title. Yeah. So it's kind of strange how this has been this has been handled. Um, yeah, I'm a little confused by it. I, I admit. So I mean, I guess a little backstory. I, I guess we kind of assume if you're listening to this, you probably already know these things, but. Uh, Thunder Rosa lost the title to Serena Deeb on, what was it, episode seven, seven. of UWN yeah. Primetime Live. And it was a hell of a match. It was probably one of the best episodes of Primetime Live I think they've ever had. You're, you're right. The, the the news was almost immediately afterwards is that she was headed somewhere else. Uh, Dave Meltzer said she was going to the WWE. Mm-hmm. And it turns out none of that was correct. Uh, we don't know where she's going. We still don't. But Dave Meltzer was wrong about something. Imagine that. You know, I've been thinking about this with Thunder Rosa. And, you know, all credit to Serena Deeb, who's who's having a bit of a renaissance right now. But mm-hmm. but I think her and Thunder Rosa are, are approximately the same age, if not almost exactly the same age. I think maybe they their are. birthday yeah. is within a month of each other. 
what would happen if Thunder Rosa went to the WWE just playing a little fantasy wrestling here? She's coming in at about age 34 or so maybe, which is really the top end of the ages in in any of the ladies divisions in the WWE. Right. So, which, you know, which puts her in the in the same age bracket as, you know, as Charlotte Flair, Candice LeRae, uh, girls like that. But, you know, the WWE's got to get, squeeze some blood out of the stone, you know, here. And, and you know, how many years mm-hmm. can they really get out of Thunder Rosa here? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would be a good fit for her for a number of reasons. One, she has her Mission Pro going. She just started it, basically. Yeah. And she's building that. Two, I believe she's still training for um for MMA and I think she probably will want to do that again at some point. And uh three, she's still technically under contract as Billy Billy Boy reminded us um with the NWA. Right. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know what her her thing is, but I think she's just trying to get as much mileage out of everything that she can at this point. Yeah, I I agree. Um uh, the WWE would be, I, well, I think she would be great there. It would be a very weird thing for her. I mean, I imagine she would have to change her name. She would have yeah. to really yeah. sacrifice all the things that make her who she is, you know, to to be part of that party over there. AEW would be, I mean, she would already dominate a- AEW if she went over there. She'd probably be the best thing they have going right now easily. So, you know, where can she go from from the top, you know? Yeah, and I feel like, AEW, like the NWA, would give her more creative control over what she wants to do, you know, as opposed to the WWE where it's it's all scripted out. I mean, down to like, oh, yeah, like you said, her name and everything else. I don't I mean, let's say she came in and was even able to keep the name Thunderosa when she let's say she left there. Would she still be able to use Thunderosa? I mean, I, I don't know how all that works exactly, but. I think a big clue in where she's going or what she she's planning to do next came in that Twitter post that she had in which she kind of seductively teased us with uh, pulling down her shorts a little and had all and had AEW, WWE and yeah. NWA written on written on the side of her hip there. But more telling was she was in an MMA arena and she had on MMA gear. So I think that's her next move. Yeah, I think she's going to be back in that. And I, I think she held her own in that, that first MMA match. I know she didn't win, but um, but with her age and all, if she's going to make any sort of move in MMA, I think she has to now, you know. She's getting plenty of mileage out of this deal that the NWA has with AEW. And um, speaking of which, I'm wondering exactly what the deal is between Corgan and Tony Khan, is Corgan getting paid a certain amount for allowing his contract wrestlers? That's a great question. AEW benefits from it, right? I mean, they get some decent talent with Thunder Rosa and, um, gosh, who else? Well, you know, I, I tell you, I read something today where Trevor Murdoch was on a podcast or he was being interviewed somewhere and he was sort of naming his dream AEW matchup or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether he that's implying he's going to wrestle on AEW at some point or whether he was just saying, hey, I'd like to. But 
That could be interesting. <laughs> Trevor Murdoch in AEW. That would be an odd thing to see. Yeah, it really would be. But I thought it was odd to think about Eddie Kingston over there too, but he seems to have fit right in um, to that craziness. That Yeah, and uh, like you were saying, um, you know, this time tomorrow, Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa are going at it again. So mm-hmm. for all we know, Thunder Rosa could be the NWA ladies champion um, again this time tomorrow. So uh, I guess we'll just wait and see. Possible that Billy Corgan is getting some money out of this agreement, um, maybe to just keep the NWA name around until he's ready to restart things. He, it's not going to be easy, though. One thing that told me that today was um, the fact that Marty Bell, another wrestler that is no longer um, under contract with NWA, she announced, I think, today on Twitter that she is not going to renew her contract. So. Mm. I had not heard that about Marty Bell, yeah. Yeah, just today. Just another departure from the NWA, which tells me that if it ever gets fired back up, it's going to look a lot different than it started. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, and um, you know, we just lost Allison Kay over there, too. So right. uh, a couple weeks ago, she announced she was done with and she was a free agent and uh she wrestled on she wrestled Serena Deeb actually on uh, sort of the preview match on what was that AEW Full Gear a couple weekends ago. Yeah, the what do they call it the buy-in event or whatever. That's right, and she she lost to Deeb, but it was a good match. And then mm-hmm. we saw Thunder Rosa come in and challenge Deeb again. I guess will be <laughs> their their third confrontation. I mean, how many more matches can these? can these ladies have together here but it's probably know. the hottest thing going right now in, in AEW at least yeah their women's division um it's not too good um they have female wrestlers but they don't have a whole lot of quality over there no i i agree 100 percent uh i mean when their champion is hikaru shida and i don't really have any problem with hikaru shida except that she sort of embodies the cosplay wrestler aesthetic yeah, and and she looks like a child wrestling sometimes, but you know, other than that, I have no problems with. Yeah, well, that's what Kenny Omega wants, I guess. Right? Enough about the women's division. Do we have anything to talk about with the on the men's side of things? Well, you know, I don't know. There's there seems to be a lot of people we haven't heard from uh, in the NWA here lately. Um, we haven't heard from Tim Storm in a long, long, long time. <laughs> no. We haven't heard from we haven't heard from Nick Aldis since that UWN episode back in mid September. Did he get abducted and where was he wrestling? Is some Walmart in Tennessee or something? In Tennessee, somewhere in Tennessee, yeah. Um, James Storm. I keep reading that he's gone to Impact Wrestling now. Um, I mean, you know, he and uh, he and Eli Drake were were the the tag team champions and they've since dropped those yeah, belts to anymore. Aaron Stevens and the, and the fake question mark, <laughs> unfortunately. So question mark. God. Th- that's another NWA belt that's in the hands of someone who's not part of the organization now. And uh, I know a lot of fans think that that's the coolest thing ever, that the belts are traveling outside of the territory, but that's, it's really different. You know, this is not an alliance anymore. The, no. the NWA is just another indie promotion. It's all it is. I don't know who's making decisions about about where to, who who put belts on or what the top stars are gonna are gonna do in the future, anything like that. 
I don't know. I don't think there's there's really any cohesiveness right now. It's, it's almost comical that AEW keeps touting the NWA World's Women's Champion when how many women wrestlers are in the NWA? Is it just Thunder Roses or anybody else? I mean, what happened to Camille? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is is Camille still hanging around? Or <laughs> I guess maybe she's still under contract. <laughs> I see even Eric Bischoff took the time to sort of twist the knife in the NWA's back a little a couple of weeks ago when he I think he basically said something to the effect of that <laughs> he didn't think the NWA name has value anymore basically he basically called it in in no uncertain terms he called it like a relic and doesn't know why anybody would be hanging on to it yeah I believe he's called the uh, Billy's resurrection of the NWA a quote mistake which it could be. I don't know. I mean, nobody could have predicted the the COVID thing. I, you would have still had the Lagana thing. Oh yeah, that's true. Which I wonder if COVID had not interrupted, I wonder what would have happened. I what I don't understand is why they haven't hired another Dave Lagana type of guy to to come in here and put some of this stuff together because they're they're not going to do anything until that happens. You know, does Corgan think he can do it himself or? Or what? I really don't know. Um, I don't know that he would have enough money right now to hire somebody like a Lagana. Yeah, I, it's um, who knows. And uh, I mean, they, they still maintain that web presence on social media in particular. Uh, Facebook, they, they post things every now and then, usually indicating when an NWA person is going on AEW and UWN, apparently. But I see that they they posted some sort of a, a video about the Tim Storm and, and Nick Aldis rivalry. And to be honest, I couldn't even watch this thing because it, this this stuff is so far in the yeah. past. You know, it's like it's bad enough to it dwell is. on the past. But but this stuff was like this stuff feels like ancient history now. They're just spinning their wheels on this kind of content, I think. <laughs> and it wasn't the most exciting feud or competition to begin with, you know? No, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. To try to glorify it. And the, I don't know who's putting these these video packages together um, that they release every several weeks. And I don't know who's watching them. I guess somebody is. Um, well, I feel like the comments on the, on some of these stories are, are way down from what they usually are. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, I've said it on here before, the fans are so passionate and they and they seem to to have eternal optimism for this stuff. And uh, I, I'm just starting to get more and more negative about it myself. I I just when I see things like this video, it just reminds me of, of how how much we've lost, you know, and I don't really care to revisit that rivalry. It's been over for for, you know, almost a year, to be quite honest. It's been over a long time. Yeah, it has. How have you enjoyed the primetime live stuff? Because I know we've talked bad about it. And, and I have to say that episode seven was so good that I think my direct quote to you was, uh, you know, Tuesday night, UWN was the place to be, you know. So um, <laughs> that was a really solid episode. And episode eight was pretty good. I haven't paid for, for the next episode and the next uh, tier of episodes because I don't really need to see rematches of some of these things that we've seen, you know, five episodes ago. And right. the NWA's role is getting more and more minimal in this, I think, as we go along. So 
it's not worth eight eight dollars an episode to see one NWA match. Not anymore, at least. It's it's such a patchwork of wrestlers from different you know promotions and stuff that you know it's not like there aren't going to be any like long term feuds or any good storylines to come out of this thing. It's just like let's just slap a number of matches together just to give these guys some work and they're decent matches. They're fine. And I like some of the characters. I I think the Mike Bennett, uh, uh, the, what the, the setup that I think they're leading towards with Mike Bennett versus Chris Dickinson for the UWN, uh, heavyweight title, the world title, I guess Mm -hmm. is, I think that's pretty good. And I think we even kind of predicted that. They have some good talent. I, I like Leo Rush. He's over there now. He he made a, a debut over there against a Fidel Bravo. That's been a few episodes ago, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I've always liked. I liked Leo Rush when he was in WWE, and he looked good over here. Yeah, I forgot how much I liked him. I'm, I'm surprised he's. Why isn't he still with NXT or WWE? He's. Uh, he was part of the big clearing that they did earlier this year over there, it seems like. Yeah. You know, Eric Redbeard was an interesting guy. He's he's a guy that looks like a pain in the ass to work with, and, and I love that. I think that's mm-hmm. great. He had a hell of a match with Knockdown Dragout with Fred Rosser, and uh, <laughs> and Rosser won because, because Eric guy. Redbeard just kind of decided to, to just give to just stop playing by the rules and, and start cheating. So right. yeah, as far as the other stuff goes over there, I mean, like you said, they're good, but they're, they're really not getting me that excited. And that's why I haven't decided to, to subscribe to the, to the latest bunch of episodes. I just don't, I don't need to see real money brothers versus four minutes of heat <laughs> again, or, yeah. you know, cosplay wrestler Our, one versus cosplay wrestler two again, you know, so. The Funny Farm, or what were they called? Uh, family Funhouse? What was Friendship the name of the... Farm. Friendship Farm. Friendship <laughs> Farm. God. <laughs> no, I tell you, you know, I didn't like them at first, but actually they've sort of become a, my favorite team over there, actually. So, uh, <sighs> but some of these matches, I, I was sort of shaking my head. Um, what was the, the lady? Was it Lacey? I can't remember what her last name was. Lacey Ryan or something like that. Versus the Lacey Underall, yeah, yeah, Lacey Underalls versus Vipress. Again, no, I'm just making that. That's off of Caddyshack. Yeah, that's from Caddyshack. I know, but but it's like I don't need to see. I didn't like the first match, the first sloppy match these two ladies had, and I sure don't need to see another match between a rematch no, between God. these. It's just not that exciting to me. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, probably what I'm most excited for, and I've. Is this Retromania wrestling video game? They finally announced a release date for it. It was supposed to be released this summer, and it just never happened for for whatever reason. I don't know if there was a COVID delay, but I think that I think they were just still working on it. But now it's supposed to come out on February twenty sixth on Steam, the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and <laughs> PlayStation Four, and we're not getting any. Any sponsorship from that, I, I realize I just read that like a like a commercial there, but huh. I'm looking forward to this one. This is sort of the sequel to the old arcade WrestleMania game from way, way, way uh-huh. back. I think it was in the 80s, actually. And it's a really cool game, and it, it has NWA's studio set arena. Nick Aldis is in there. Uh-huh. Some, some other NWA names are in there. 
I was I was kind of scared that maybe they wouldn't release the game because so much has changed with the NWA. But uh, like, for instance, Colt Cabana is supposed to be in this video game. And when they were. Oh, is he? Yeah. So when (laughs) they were when they were developing it, he, um, you know, he was still in NWA and now he's, you know, in AEW. So I'm still looking forward to it. It's it's kind of like that old retro style of artwork. And uh, it looks really cool. I'm. The set looks exactly like the NWA studio. Yeah, hopefully the play is good. It does look cool. It does very much remind me of those old wrestling games, which I don't know. I used to love those old older wrestling games. I haven't really played any newer ones, but I think the newest one we've played was on was on the GameCube or something back in the day, wasn't it? Probably the Nintendo sixty four, actually. Oh, really? Okay, all right. I haven't played a rest a wrestling game in ages. One on GameCube. I thought you had a maybe you did have a, a Nintendo sixty four. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. You had that great one. Yeah, used to play some good bop and go wrestling there on the Commodore <laughs> back in nineteen eighty seven or whatever. I mean, they had God. some crazy wrestling games for the Nintendo as well. Uh, I think one was just called like Pro Wrestling or something like that. But but I remember the, these games in the arcade uh being just difficult as hell. So hopefully they've they've made these more fun than than extremely difficult. And I'm really looking forward to this one. So <laughs> you would literally just have to power drive somebody like twelve times in a row until their <laughs> life force was gone so you could pin them. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what character I used to like to play on that uh Nintendo 64 game. I can't even remember if that was WCW now or or was it WWF? I'm trying to remember who was in that game. I feel like um, I used to get Lex Luger and put everybody in the rack on that thing, but yeah, I feel like it had Luger um I think it was WCW. I think it was too. I think so. But that was that was great, man. I would I, would, uh, I can't wait to play this thing. I I might have to start a Twitch stream just 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 to play this thing. I don't know why. I, I wouldn't do Twitch for anything for any other reason. But I think this might be kind of fun if it's any good. If it's if it sucks, then nobody's going to be playing it. What do you have a, a, a Switch or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Jenny has a Switch that's constantly attached to her to her left and right hands. Um, I was probably just going to play it on my, gotcha. my PC, but yeah, we might, might get it on the switch. It'd be kind of fun to, uh, play it on the TV downstairs. Uh, can you get it for the, can you get it for the PC? Yeah. Too? Yeah. On the steam application. That's the, that's, that's where all the kids get their games these days on steam. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I don't think I've ever played a modern PC video game. <laughs> What was the last thing you played was like uh, Doom 2 or something like that, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably a Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein maybe. Wolfenstein 3. <laughs> or uh, maybe Alone in the Dark. I don't know. It's one oh, of man, those. It, I wish there was a game today as compelling as Alone in the Dark was. I, I loved Alone in the Dark. Love that yeah, game. Such the a good The sequel yeah. to it was terrible. And they may have come out with a third one, but. The first one is the best one. It's such a cool game. It was pretty cutting edge at the time. Yep. Yep. 3D (laughs) polygonal animation and uh, had that great HP Lovecraft theme story. So, Well, folks, starting in February, join us on our new Twitch show. (laughs) Back into the Twitch. I don't know. 
<laughs> back into back into the Twitch because uh, that'll probably be the first video <laughs> game I've played in a while as well. So yeah, apparently we've just Should gone completely off the yeah. rails. We're, we're turning this into a video game yeah. show now. The NWA has gone completely off the rails. So we're just following the lead here. I mean, I hope they prove us wrong and, you know, hell, for all we know, maybe they'll drop new episode of Power when the new year starts or something. I'm not holding my breath for it, though. Yeah, I'd be curious to see who is on there. I don't know. We, maybe we do have to, you know, come up with some different topics for the show or something here. I I mean, you know, there's just no NWA stuff anymore. And it's it's kind of hard for me to say, you know, uh, we're shooting on the greatest wrestling organization in the world when clearly you know, community wrestling down in the town of Williamston or something is has more action than NWA right now. So it's doing more. Yeah. Seriously. <sighs> I'm thinking yeah, maybe we do a show, maybe we start podcasting about booze and cigars and coffee. I, I don't know. I'm with you, man. Well, are you watching any other wrestling out there right now? I don't watch any of the WWE stuff, although occasionally i'll i'll look at like a clip from nxt or something i do follow AEW for the most part just for laughs um what i just finished watching an episode of dark and actually thunder rosa did wrestle you know i'm starting to get used to thunder rosa's matches they're they're very thunder rosa formula she she always does the running leaps into the into the corners you know Mm -hmm. she always does that that where she drives the knees down from the top turnbuckle right she has her finisher so that was her match i mean she won it was a pretty good match it wasn't very long i have to go back and watch that i i haven't been paying attention to dark at all I, i of course i watch dynamite every week Mainly so you and I can laugh about it after the fact. Um, (laughs) I I can't say I really enjoy, for the most part, the majority of Dynamite. I think it's it's exasperating to watch that show half the time. (laughs) uh, Some of the things are so ridiculous on there. The bunkhouse match last week. Yeah, that was a good one. Just just insane. Um, With the bales of hay. Yeah, the saddles Uh, on the side of the ring and the... The getting saddles. hit with a guitar and you know it's like yeah they literally took it they took it really literally their bunkhouse they sure did of course the greatest promo of the last two decades with brandy Rhodes last week <laughs> that was pretty interesting um, too i don't understand what that was all about but it was fun to watch though <laughs> think anybody does <laughs> i mean are we to assume that shaquille o'neal is going to have a beef with cody now or what was that I would hope so. Otherwise, why would they have done that? <laughs> that <laughs> Imagine so just nothing so ever bizarre. coming of it. <laughs> they just do that that as a one-off and then never mention it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like yeah, I can see them doing that. Do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like NXT every now and then, but they're very spotty from week to week. Some weeks they'll have a, a really solid week with really good matches. And then some weeks it's, it's really silly and, and difficult to watch. And I, I wonder why I'm, I'm wasting my time, but mm-hmm. you know, they have some talent over there that are, I really like Rhea Ripley and um, yeah, she's great. Tommaso Ciampa's great. Damian Priest. I think he's, he's decent, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's good. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, you know, it's 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 really good, and then it just sort of tapers off steeply from there. So 
<laughs> yeah. You know, like any of these organizations, I suppose. So it's a strange time for wrestling, I guess, is all you can really say about it. Yeah. Wrestling has been going through. It feels like wrestling's going through these growing pains. And I don't know, you know, what it's going to develop into. Unfortunately, I think it's just going to develop more into more silliness and written storylines and pre-recorded you know, matches and things like that that just yeah. won't have the same feel as what we're used to when we grew up. Well, I mean, it seems like every week on AEW, they trot out some sort of gimmick match on there that uh-huh. is just beyond insane. So, you know, like you mentioned, that bunkhouse match. And then we had, you know, Darby Allen coming out with a thumbtack jacket on, <laughs> you know, bumping into thumb people. Jacket. <laughs> How long did it take to put all those thumbtacks? I, I don't know. Maybe he bought it on Etsy or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting to see what they're going to do next over there. I mean, they're, they're not going to stop until somebody, you know, gets killed over there, I think. But, you know, I, I think they need to go ahead and do a barbed wire match at this point. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they can get, like, Terry Funk or somebody to come sit in the audience and or something like that. I would sit there and watch it. Yeah, just it sit there, you know, like they, they did, like they always do. They just get some some star of, of ages past to come and sit in the crowd for... Greg Valentine. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think John Moxley would probably welcome a barbed wire match. It seems right up his alley. So we've been doing this show for a year. Is there any one episode, if you think about it, if you think back through the past year, any one episode that stands out maybe as being your favorite that we've done? Favorite episode of the podcast? Yeah. Oh, man, you put me on the spot here. Well, well, I'll I'll help you narrow it down. I'll tell you, you don't have to remind me. It was the episode we recorded after we watched the uh, taping there. Absolutely. At the uh, GPB. Yeah, after the uh, Into the Fire pay-per-view taping. We were down in the lobby with our Cornet face t-shirts on. Talked to Ricky Morton. That's right. We saw Aaron Stevens, Eli Drake, uh, Stu Bennett was down there. Yeah. That's probably, it was, it was my favorite one as well. And and if I had to specifically name a moment, it was when I looked up and you weren't behind the microphone. You were looking out the window because <laughs> we were trying to see if Thunder Rosa was going to be walking across the parking lot. So, uh I don't know if she was staying at that hotel or not. We never we never saw her, so Yeah, I'm I'm guessing she probably didn't, but any any time we've been able to record in person, I, I feel like our shows have been pretty solid. Yeah, that definitely takes it up a notch. We get to like finish off a bottle of Larceny or Basil Hayden's. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be able to <laughs> do another in person at some point in the you know, in the next ten years. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on what the NWA is doing and uh That's really all we can do. That's all anybody can do right now. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for this 29th episode of Back Into the Fire. Uh, We hope to be back with you in the next few weeks with another episode to update anything and everything that is going on in the National Wrestling Alliance and all of its surrounding satellite organizations. Basically, it'll be a Thunder Rosa update. So, um, but we will cover it until the bitter end. But again, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. See you. 
Back Into the Fire is produced by Joe Till and me, Andy Hayworth. If you enjoyed the show, give us a nice review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back Into the Fire or email us at backintothefirepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.